0: Amen. Thank you. Thank you all for playing and singing that song. I came to really love that song at seminary, Southern Seminary in the chapel. They had this huge pipe organ, and that was one of the songs that they would often sing in chapel. And, you know, pipe organs have their place, and that kind of a song right there sounds great with a pipe organ. It really does. But it sounded great here, too. Thank you to Wilma and to Sally for playing so beautifully. Well, let's turn to Galatians 5. We continue with the fruit of the Spirit going through this list of character qualities that the Holy Spirit is seeking to produce in us. Uh, Kay gave a testimony about the character of God and really this is talking about the character of god that the the holy spirit the spirit of god is trying to produce in our lives as christians and all of the, all of this that's listed here is singular the fruit of the spirit so this is for all of us and the holy spirit is at wor- work to make us more like christ but the fruit of the spirit in verse 22 it says is love joy peace Long-suffering, kindness, and now tonight we come to goodness, goodness. What does it mean to be good in God's eyes? That's what the fruit of the Spirit is seeking to produce in us, goodness. And so it's not that any one of these in and of itself is uh, all that the Holy Spirit is trying to produce. So it's wrong to say that Jesus came just so that we would be good. He did come so that we would be good, so that we could become good in the eyes of God through His power, through His grace, but it's more than that. It's all of this. Christ came that we might be saved from sin and become like Him And he is good. God is so good, we sang. And he is good all the time. And so he would have us to be good. We can be good through the power of God. And so we're going to think together tonight about a great biblical example of a man who's called good, a good man, to learn from him what were the qualities of his life, And we can see how true goodness, then, from God's perspective, becomes possible in our lives. Now, that man's name is Barnabas. And if you look at uh, Acts chapter 11, we have a description of Barnabas. Now, goodness can be defined as the generosity that is undeserved generosity that is undeserved so to be good means to be generous it means to be open-handed it is the opposite of evil so if you're good and you treat people with goodness then you're not being evil to people Christ came that we might experience the goodness of God in every way and I think we would agree that the grace of God the mercy of God the love of God is at its very core the very goodness of God's nature and God's character. He is so good. And so it is, it is, it is so hurtful when you hear people who accuse God of not being good. And, and that's a very common thing. Uh, generally when people are hurting, when something doesn't go the way people think it should. And it is the height of arrogance before an almighty God, a perfect and good God, to accuse him of not being good. The very air we breathe is the goodness of God. The fact we have life, the fact we have anything good in this life is a testimony to the goodness of God. And so God's people should never be guilty of lying about God. We should never say that God is not good. He is good, perfectly good. And no matter what we feel or experience in life, it does not lessen God in any way. Now, there are things that will happen to us and to those we love that we don't understand and we can't explain. But that does not change the nature of God. God remains good. And he is so good to us that he comes to us in our grief and suffering and gives us comfort and helps us to make it through each day to the next day. And life can be good again. The New Testament provides here a beautiful example of a good man named Barnabas. And Barnabas was known as what? The son of encouragement, wasn't he? the son of encouragement, because he cheered the hearts of others. And the very fact that he encouraged people was a sign of the goodness that was in his nature and character because God, through Jesus Christ, lived in him. Look at Acts chapter 11, verse 24 is what we'll focus on, but I want to read starting at verse 19 as it talks about Barnabas. Now those who were scattered after the persecution that arose over Stephen, remember Stephen was stoned to death, traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, preaching the word to no one but the Jews only. But some of them were men from Cyprus and Cyrene, who, when they had come to Antioch, spoke to the Hellenists, or the Greeks, preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned to the Lord. The news of these things came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem. And they sent out Barnabas to go as far as Antioch. When he came and had seen the grace of God, he was glad. And encouraged, that, and, and encouraged them all that with purpose of heart they should continue with the Lord. For he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. And a great many people were added to the Lord. And so here we have a statement inspired by God. Paul writing, or I'm sorry, Luke writing, inspired by God about this man Barnabas. And he's called a good man. What a high praise that God would inspire that he be called a good man. His example, God's example of a good man is this man Barnabas. What does it say about him? It says he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Barnabas, it says, was a good man full of the Holy Spirit. What are we talking about in this series of messages? The fruit of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. And so we are indwelled by the Spirit the moment we... Believe in Jesus Christ. He comes to live within us. We are indwelled, indwelt by the Spirit. So you have the Holy Spirit if you're a Christian. To say, I don't have the Holy Spirit is to say I'm not a Christian. Because you cannot have Jesus without having his Spirit. It doesn't even make sense to say that you can. And it certainly isn't biblical. And so you are indwelled by the Spirit once. And for all, the Spirit lives within you. But you are filled by the Spirit, with the Spirit, on an ongoing basis. Being filled with the Spirit means that you're giving yourself over to the full control of the Holy Spirit day by day, moment by moment. And the Scripture, of course, talks about we can grieve the Spirit, we can quench the Spirit, which has an effect on whether we are filled with the spirit under the full control of the spirit and it is our responsibility as christians to submit ourselves day by day to the control of the spirit and barnabas is called here a good man because he was filled with the holy spirit meaning he was under the control of the spirit so what was being produced in his life the fruit of the spirit which includes this word good, goodness. He was a good man because, we could say, he was full of the Holy Spirit. So as a Christian, if you want to be a good man or woman, if goodness is going to be a description of your character, your life, it's going to be because you're under the control of God. It isn't a natural thing. It doesn't come naturally. It comes by the goodness of God in you, the work of God in your life. He was a good man. I would say that Barnabas was conscious of God. He was seeking God with his life. He was seeking to follow the leadership of God. He was open to God's direction, aware of the presence of God. He didn't ignore God. It's hard to be in the center of God's will if you ignore him. If you ignore his word, if you never talk to him, if you never listen to him, if you're never with God's people, if you never uh, are listening to what God would say through all of these avenues that he's trying to speak to us, trying to teach us, trying to mold us and draw us. It's very difficult for us to become the person God wants us to be. And so Barnabas was full of the Holy Spirit. He was God-controlled. And he had made a response to the Spirit in his life by being willing to go where the Spirit of God led him to go. He listened to what God was trying to do. And so if, if we're filled with the Spirit, we are going to be trusting God for guidance. We're going to be seeking Him, listening to Him, attentive to what He would say. That's why Paul said in Galatians 5, 16, that we are to walk in the Spirit, walk in the Spirit. In other words, the conduct of our life, the course of our life, we are to be under the control, the direction of the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 5, 18 tells us to be filled with the Spirit. And Barnabas, we're told, was filled with was full of the Holy Spirit. And it says of faith. He was filled with faith. He sincerely and steadfastly believed in God's love and God's power and had given his life in full faith in Jesus Christ. Because he trusted Jesus, then his life became a reflection of Jesus in his life. He had faith that God could do whatever he led him to do. And he was willing to trust him. Now, sometimes when he went where he went, he didn't know what was going to happen, but he knew God was leading him. And he knew God would be there. And so he was willing to go. And Barnabas, like the Apostle Paul and so many others, God used them in that first century, the early days of the church, to accomplish incredible things simply because they were full of the Holy Spirit, full of faith. To have faith means to trust, doesn't it, at its very core. It's trust, to put yourself in God's hands and to know that God can do whatever he desires to do. Barnabas believed that he lived in a world that belonged to God. And if God wanted him to share the gospel to the ends of the earth of that day, he was willing to go. And to do whatever the Lord led him to do. William C. Martin wrote the words, I trust in God wherever I may be, upon the land or on the rolling sea. For come what may, from day to day, my heavenly father watches over me. I think we've I think Stan has sung that song before. My heavenly father watches over me. Barnabas believed that. And so He was willing to go where the Lord led him to go. And God used him and others in a mighty way. Now, he wasn't perfect. You know, Barnabas and and, uh, Paul had a falling out over John Mark. So, I mean, these were men. These were people who they struggled, too, with things, just like we struggle sometimes, trying to understand exactly what they were supposed to do and how they were supposed to do it. But they had a great desire to follow the leadership of God. And so sometimes it's messy as you do that. And you're in the middle of things sometimes and you don't understand what's going on or how you're going to get from point A to point B. But you just keep trusting and you keep walking and you keep letting God lead. And uh, He is bigger than, than our misunderstandings sometimes. And He can overcome a great deal in the heart of a person who loves him. And Barnabas certainly was someone who loved God and was open to him. He was filled with goodness. The fact that uh, that stands out in this description. For he was a good man. You don't find that statement very often about an individual in the scripture. But, But here you find that statement. He was a good man. I think you could say he was good because he was not a slave of this world and the things of this world. He was surrendered to God. He believed that Jesus was the Savior and that all needed to come to know him. And so his, his concern was for people. It was not for the things of this world or even for himself. He was concerned about the, the plan of God. And that was what was at at the forefront of his life. Missionary Jim Elliott said, very famous statement, he is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. And here was Barnabas willing to give up everything so that others might come to know the name of Jesus. And you might say he was willing to take a back seat uh, much of the time. He, you, you, some have said Barnabas played second fiddle to Paul. Well, you might could say that, but he was willing to do that, wasn't he? If that's what God had for him, if that was his role, he was not selfish. He was not proud. He was not arrogant. He was willing to do what God wanted him to do. Goodness means that you're willing to do what is best for others and for the purpose of God. And if that means that you must sacrifice in some way, you're willing to do it. And when you think of the people in your life that you would describe particularly as being a good person, a good man, a good woman, you're probably thinking of someone who is willing to sacrifice, to give, so that others might benefit. Barnabas majored on looking out for the good In others, he saw something in Saul of Tarsus and was willing to accept him and the role that God had for him. I'm sure there were others that were very skeptical of Paul because they knew him as Saul who hated Christians and had taken Christians to prison, even to their death. But Barnabas accepted him and followed him and worked with him, worked under him because He was willing to submit to the plan of God. And he was this great encourager, the son of encouragement. It even says here that in verse 23, when he came and had seen the grace of God, he was glad and encouraged them all that with purpose of heart they should continue with the Lord. He was an encourager. And that's a good thing to be an encourager. Someone who is good is a person who comes and brings hope and encouragement into the lives of people. The world needs a lot of Christians who are good like this because we live in a world that's very hopeless and aimless. People who don't really have a reason to live. They're, they're existing, they're alive, but they really don't have a reason to live. They need to know That God loves them. They need to be encouraged that their life does have purpose. It has meaning. And they need Jesus to find the fulfillment of that. He cheered people's hearts, and that brought great hope into their lives. And so, Barnabas is a great example of what goodness is when it is lived out full of the Holy Spirit. Under the Spirit's control, if you want goodness in your life, if you want to be good to others, the Holy Spirit will show you how to do that. And if you have faith, trusting in God, trusting in Jesus, He'll lead you where He wants you to go and how you can express goodness. And to be an encourager is in and of itself a great example of being good to people. People need that. One person has written, I have to live with myself, and so I want to be fit for myself to know. I want to be able, as days go by, always to look myself straight in the eye. I don't want to stand with the setting sun and hate myself for the things I have done. Edgar Guest, actually, is the man who wrote that. You want to be good. Good, if for no other reason. But you can look yourself in the eye and know that you have been the person that God wants you to be. But of course you want to be good because you want God to use your life to be a blessing to other people. And that is what we see in the life of this man named Barnabas. So what is the way to goodness? Well we've talked about it some. Surrendered to the will of God uh, submitted to him letting the Holy Spirit control your life but doesn't the Bible say that there is nothing good in us that we're not good in and of ourselves we're all sinners and so how could we possibly be good when the Bible says we're not good we have to come to the end of ourselves don't we We have to understand that our goodness, our righteousness, is as filthy rags before God when it's all about us, when it's self-produced. So to be good, you have to realize you're not good. And you have to come to Jesus and submit yourself totally, completely to him. And then the goodness that we live out is really not our own. It's the goodness of God in us. We who have died to self and are now alive to Christ. Christ living in us and through us. The goodness that we want to share with people is the goodness of God. We want God to be lifted up. We don't so much want people to say about us That we're a good man or a good woman. We want people to experience a good God through our lives. For him to be lifted up. For him to be honored and glorified. Watchman Nee told of a Chinese man who was drowning. Some men were standing there on the banks. The man was floundering. He was going under. None of the other Chinese knew how to swim. But finally there was one man and they said to him can you swim and they said rescue him but he said no wait and the man in the in the river or the the water he went under came back up the man cried out help me the man who could swim just stood there and they said help him and the man said no again he went under came back up he said help me. But this man simply stood there. Finally, when it looked like the drowning man was going to go under for the last time, this man went into the water, pulled him out to the shore and brought him to safety. But the friends around him didn't brag on the man who had rescued the drowning man. Instead, they were angry at him. And they said to him, I don't believe I've ever seen a man so much in love with his own life as you. I don't think I've ever seen anyone as cruel as you are. You let that man almost drown. You let him keep going under. And then finally, you saved him. Why did you do that? And the man said, you don't understand. You don't understand at all. It wasn't that I didn't want to save his life. But I'm not that strong a swimmer myself. If I had gone out there, that man would have drowned And I would have drowned too. He would have pulled me under. I had to let him come to the end of his own strength. And then I could save him. You see, for us to be truly good, we have to come to the end of our own strength. The end of our own goodness. And realize that we need the help of God. And then we are the person that God can use in his power, his power and glory in us. We then can be truly good to others because it's not it's not our ability. It's the ability and power and the goodness of God at work through us. So let's trust Let's be full of the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit control your life. Be full of faith. Trust in the power and the goodness of God. And let it be said of us that the goodness of God was experienced in us. Would you pray with me? Thank you, Lord, for being so good. We sing the song, God is so good. Lord, we really do believe that because we have experienced your goodness. We pray that you'll help us, Lord, to trust you, to walk with you. And Lord, we pray that your spirit would control us in every way so that your goodness might be experienced by every person that we come into contact with. Lord, help us to just focus on You. And as we give ourselves over to You, Your Spirit is going to produce goodness. It's going to happen. So thank You, Lord, for using us. And as we have this time of decision now, we pray that if we need to commit ourselves to letting You fully control us, if we need to ask You, Lord, fill me with Your Spirit that I might be like You then help us to be willing to pray that. Not only this moment, but every day. We know your spirit dwells within us as Christians. But Lord, may we be filled with your spirit under his control so that we might be truly good. Bless this time and use it, Lord, that we might become more like you. Lead us in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.